0: the podcast we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows this is isaac and this is megan and on this long-awaited episode that we have been put on the show for a reminds
1: while reminds me of that uh spongebob thing where it's like two hours later <laughs> two weeks later
0: well we have plenty of good excuses yeah and you can hear it in my voice i sound a little congested because i had a cold yeah so i couldn't do it and then megan recorded a couple episodes by herself but For some reason, the volume sounds like this.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, (laughs) I actually recorded an episode because we started, uh, well, not started, but we had an idea to start doing almost like, instead of doing a separate podcast, like how we talked before about doing the Renaissance podcast, we thought well, what the heck? Just make separate episodes. If people don't want to listen, they don't want to listen. If they do, they do. And uh, that was because a lot of people were messaging us, asking us more questions regarding stuff that we would talk about on the Renaissance podcast. So, scrapped the Renaissance podcast and decided to start doing episodes over here, just titled, like, Megan's Abilities or whatever. Recorded the first episode while Isaac was sick, so that we had that. But... The file said corrupt. Then, when I finally got the file onto the computer, everything was good. Everything was peachy. I go to hit play to start editing, and the volume is so low that even amplified, it is low. So, I don't know. And I talked a lot of a lot of interesting things. I would say, on there, and I don't know. I don't know.
0: You just so, have to re-record it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to re-record it. So.
0: And we've done a few cases. Yes. So.
1: Um, We should have a haunted... I know we've been teasing about this. It's just everything has been kind of like hitting us all at once. Uh, A couple weekends ago, too, we went on a little mini road trip to watch AEW for Isaac's birthday.
0: Collision!
1: Yeah. So, uh, that kind of uh, stopped us from recording on the weekend, which sometimes we do because Isaac has off. So...
0: Yeah, because uh, it's three hours there and three hours back, and we didn't get home till two in the yeah. morning.
1: We tried, and when we cover the when we actually do the haunted update episode for July and August, we'll talk more of the some of the places that we went there. Um, because ironically, we went to a haunted spot that's known to be haunted that has a really interesting backstory. There was some stuff there and some correlations and stuff like that. But it was so dang on hot, we decided to go to a museum. Who would have thunk <laughs> Isaac actually had to pull at the museum?
0: That makes me wonder about other museums.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> free. Well, and and the cool thing about the Raleigh Museums is that they're free.
0: Yeah. So. Which we didn't have to pay for. Anyway, on to today's long-awaited episode. Uh, plane disappearances.
1: Yes. So, obviously, just a little disclaimer before we start, like going into this, because um, I know there's some people out there like, not all plane disappearances are paranormal. We Why are they British? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if that was British. I just went with an accent. Um, paranormal! Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, so not everything is paranormal, but there is some paranormal conspiracy theories, as, such as time warps, um Wormholes, entrances to other dimensions, um, alien stuff, government cover-up kind of things. So, we're covering mainly that's that side of things. Now, there is many, many, many logical explanations that could have taken these planes down. Like, obviously, equipment malfunctioning. They're going over um, desolate land and they crash and nobody really knows. Nobody can recover it. But... ton of different things that could um, take down a plane. But before we jump into this, I thought it would be interesting for you to recap something that you encountered, I guess you could say. So I thought this was interesting. And this is what even sparked me wanting to cover this episode. Um, Other than the fact that I find it interesting, and I love the show Manifest, if anybody has seen that. It's about a plane that leaves... They went through a time warp basically, and they come back with like superpowers and stuff like that. It's, it's a pretty interesting show. But when Isaac went to Denver, I thought this was interesting because I was curious. Because you know, when we think about spirits and, and entities and stuff like that, we think of it strictly on land. And you know, with everything happening with that was that submarine with the Titanic, like there was all sorts of funny like TikToks about like how the ghosts down there were like watching the submarine go down and, oh, hey, here to join us. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought it's an interesting concept that kind of started, but like, could there be spirits underwater, like in shipwrecks and stuff like that? And then also made me think of if they're on water, they're on land, could they be in the air? So what was your experience when you were flying on the airplane? And this is the first time you've flown with your ability.
0: Yeah, and that was the interesting part because never thinking up in the air about around many thousand feet that I would encounter anything worth charging my hands, right? Everything we've encountered with my ability has been on ground and haunted locations. But then again, this is the first time I've flown with my ability. So my only my objective with getting on a plane was pulling the entire plane of negative energy. So basically we all have a good flight without any... You know, anyone getting pissed off or starting a fight or, you know, a random Karen going crazy or something, you know, that was my objective. So I pulled the whole plane before it took off, mind you, right? Whenever it was on the plane, before we take off and while up there flying towards Denver, mind you, all of a sudden my right hand charges and I'm like, why the hell is it charging way up here? And it's not like charging if someone on the plane has dark energy around them. No, it's charging in a direction out in the middle of the sky. And it got closer, got closer. One, the plane is moving, you know, however fast the plane moves. Faster than any car on on Earth, anyway. Or on Earth, on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Faster than any car that can drive on land. But it was coming at me. I was like, "Uh, grab it. And I pull it in. And granted, it's nothing serious. It's not sand, right? It's smoke, right? It's like an entity or something small. Nothing major dangerous. But what the hell is it doing way up in the sky?
1: Yeah. And that's
0: that's confused me more than anything it was just like and then even a the way back i was making sure anything was around but it was strange that i came across something and that throws a whole bunch of new theories is that there's dark entities in the sky flying around
1: and i t- trust me when he told me that because i was curious because obviously he was flying through the denver airport and i was like ooh, is he going to encounter some stuff you know but when he said, well, no, there was really nothing there, just on the plane. And I was like, wait, what? On the plane? And so it opened up my mind. On the and, plane,
0: outside the plane. Well,
1: outside the plane, but.
0: It's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that just blew my mind. And then ever since then, I've kind of been really interested in, because like I said, I was obsessed with the show Manifest. And then there was a documentary series that came on like Natural Geographic or something about if the earth takes down planes or something like that. Something with the earth. I still haven't watched it. I probably should have before this episode. But basically, if the earth, whatever's going on with the earth, if it's taking down planes, and so that kind of led me to this whole thing and then I was seeing uh TikToks about like unsolved mysteries with planes and I was like, yeah, we're covering that. So, with that, there's the segue into the episode. When you talk about plane disappearances, there are pretty much some hot spots that a lot of plane, can even be ship disappearances and depending on like what is actually in the triangles. Again, we're back circling around to a triangle because we just covered Bridgewater Triangle, and I find it interesting that all these places are in triangles. But and this is one that we've covered before when we covered uh, scariest things in the ocean or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Terror in the Ocean or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, well, we did have an episode very, very early on about this, and we didn't mention it. But of course, you know, Plane Disappearance, I have to start off with the Bermuda Triangle.
0: Infamous Bermuda Triangle. Yes. yes.
1: So, the for those that don't know, the Bermuda Triangle covers an area of 500,000 miles.
0: And also, I didn't know it was so damn close to us. Yeah. yeah. It's not
1: that far. It starts off in Florida. So, uh, when you think about it, that's a lot of ocean. Uh, it stretches roughly between Miami, Florida, to the Bermuda Island, and then to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Like most uh, triangle locations, speculation as to where the actual triangle takes place... So there's some people that basically they argue kind of where it starts, where it's at, but basically between 500,000 miles to square miles to 1.5 million square miles. So it just kind of differentiates between who you ask and kind of with that uh, being said, multiple ships and planes have gone missing over the years flying in that area. Um, officials and experts claim that the theories behind the hype of the Bermuda Triangle has been hyped up, and in this fact could be human error, or weather-related instances, that is causing these ships, the planes to go down in the area, or go missing in the area. Bermuda Triangle is not on like an official like danger area of like the government. You just
0: had a thought. <laughs> The first time I flew with my ability was when I went to Denver, but I never sailed with my ability. I never went on a ship. That would be interesting. To find out what's out there. Then again, going on a ship would take a lot of bravery because I just got over my possible phobia of large bodies of water. uh, I'd not say we ever take a cruise, but it'd be interesting to see what I can get out there.
1: That would be interesting to do, like, a paranormal cruise. Like, you know how they have, like, a bunch of paranormal <laughs> investigators, like, on there? And you go on a cruise and you meet everybody, like, or there, like, paranormal podcast. And then people can get on there and they can do, they do, like, nightly investigations. They stop off on islands.
0: The only way that would actually... I mean, granted, the whole idea of... Uh, I wish there was more camaraderie amongst paranormal investigators. Yeah, but, that's very true. Um the only way that would work is if the ship that they all get on to do the cruise with is known to be haunted. Oh. Right? That would be interesting, yeah. Then that's near impossible because majority of ships come too old they get de- decommissioned and they always build a new ones. so I mean But well,
1: what if they like stopped at like specific parts in the ocean where there's like shipwrecks? Or like you go to different islands, like you stop in Florida, you stop in I don't know, like maybe the Bahamas. I don't really, I don't even know. If I mean, if
0: you we went like- up and down a coastline, we had any famous haunted locations across the coastline. That could do some, some stuff like that, but I don't know why we're even talking about this right now. Okay, yeah, derailed. sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry. Someone's listening
0: with like ideas, like oh yes, go yes, I to yeah. take this, I'll make millions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one of the most notarized uh, and popular flights that went down or went missing should say what missing in the Bermuda Triangle is Flight 19. And this is one of the greatest mysteries when it comes to aviation disappearances. So Flight 19 consisted of five U.S. Navy TMB Avenger torpedo bombers that vanished during a training mission. The fleet was led by Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, who is an experienced flight instructor. Uh, The planes took off from a Naval Air Force base, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and were doing a routine navigation and bombing exercise that they called Navigation Problem Number 1. The exercise was supposed to last approximately two hours and covered a route that would take them east of Florida, over the Atlantic Ocean, and then back to base. However, shortly after takeoff, something wasn't right. Lieutenant Taylor reported his compasses were malfunctioning and he couldn't determine his location. The fleet began flying in various directions and Taylor became disoriented. Radio transmissions from Flight 19 indicated pilots were lost and running out of fuel. They tried to gain control and head back to base, but the planes were never heard from or seen again. When asked kind of the speculation as to what logically could have happened, it speculated that extreme weather conditions such as strong wind and heavy rains could have affected and caused disorientation and for them to lose their bearings. Another speculation is the malfunctioning of the compass because of the magnetic anomalies of the Bermuda Triangle. And then the most supernatural theory is that they fell victim to the supernatural that's occurred in the uh, Bermuda Triangle or the extraterrestrial phenomenon. Now, this is the crazy thing. Is that there was actually active claims of UFOs and weird sightings, even dating back to Christopher Columbus times in the surrounding area. Mm. I didn't know that. So that was probably out of everything, the most shocking thing that I read Apparently, uh, Christopher Columbus's initial voyage in nineteen. Er, sorry, 19 damn. <laughs> no. uh, 1492, he documented and reported strange occurrences, such as his compass malfunctioning, and he saw stars appearing and moving in the sky. He also described that he saw a light similar to a candle flame move upside down in the distance, uh, disappeared, and then reappeared several times. And then also saw a light vessel coming around the water.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's interesting because 1492, what the heck is that? You know? And it was basically in his writings and journals that I guess he kept that they were able to find out about that. That he wrote about these strange lights and stuff like that. But I did not know that. And when I read that, I was like, holy moly, all the way back then. I was curious to figure out if there was like distress signals that were... You know, made during the flight 19, or if there was any before they went out, if anything was wrong with the plane, because those were just like kind of like questions that popped in my head when I was researching. But apparently, during the flight, <clears throat> there were distress signals. Uh, flight 19 included calls for assistance and information regarding their location. They mentioned they were flying over white water, which could mean the ocean. According to reports, there was no suspicious behavior beforehand. Uh, The flight took off approximately at 2.10 p.m., and everything appeared to be fine before they took off. The search for the missing plane was extensive and at the time highly publicized. The U.S. Navy deployed numerous ships, aircraft, and personnel to scour the area where Flight 19 was said to disappear. There was some radar data that played a crucial role in locating the flight's movements and providing info on its last known position— Uh, They knew where the flights took off and about kind of where it disappeared or where the disorientation happened. Uh, Flight 19 was detected around 245, approximately 120 miles east of Fort Lauderdale. But unfortunately, back then, satellite data was not a thing. And up to right now, there is no recovery of Flight 19. There is nothing, no debris, no, not body parts, but like no... Anything, yeah, you know of it. There was another plane uh, that was never found that was around the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, it was a plane called the Douglas DC three. The plane took off in nineteen forty six, December fifth. It was going from San Juan, Puerto Rico, to Miami, Florida. The aircraft was operated by the American Commercial Airline Company, known as the Eastern Airlines. It departed around 2.31 p.m. from San Juan and was scheduled to arrive in Florida at 5.04 p.m., except it never reached its destination. It had 26 passengers and three crew members. But even after extensive searching, nothing was able to come up.
0: It's a theory, a conspiracy theory about Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Did she through the Bermuda Triangle? Though? Yeah,
1: she disappeared through the Bermuda Triangle, but I think there was some TikToks or whatever that there was also speculation that she, her plane crashed on an island, a random island, and there was no help or something like that. It was like a desolate island. I saw a TikTok a long time about that. I hope I saw a TikTok of a long time about that because I don't know why I have that information.
0: Yeah.
1: So... But the crazy thing about the Bermuda Triangle is that many pilots and crew members have witnessed and experienced crazy things while traveling, including the unexplained changes in instruments, malfunctioning radio equipment and radios, a lot of things that could lead to disorientation and difficulty in navigation. There's also been reports of aircraft disappearing from radar screens without any distress signals or communication. But like I said earlier, the Bermuda Triangle is not known as a danger zone and when you talk about the Bermuda Triangle with official, officials they basically suggest that there's no more missing planes or ships than any other spots around the world like everyone goes oh the Bermuda Triangle but it's just as much as any any place else
0: I think uh, World Mysteries or something some type of show whatever I was watching talked about how it's there's a high magnetic field mm-hmm. In that area, either high-concentrate of metals that create a high-magnetic field, hence why it disrupts a lot of instruments when people fly through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, one common thing that is described by those that have flown through the Bermuda Triangle is the presence of intense electromagnetic interference. Navigational systems and communication go out and cause confusion and accidents. Another common thing is the idea of sense of time, like it's just oriented or distorted. Some pilots have experienced uh, time-lapse or discrepancies in their flight, and that kind of plays into the role of a bigger theory about wormholes and portals amongst the Bermuda Triangle.
0: Now, portal, well, that would be interesting. There was like a giant one there.
1: Oh my God, and you had to pull it, could you imagine? <laughs> Just,
0: oh my God. <laughs> I need a helicopter to get me high enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So,
1: like I said, some of the things that are talked about about the Bermuda Triangle is electromagnetic interference, time distortion and disorientation, unusual weather patterns, um, magnetic anomalies. With the alien theories, it is speculated that the extraterrestrial beings are responsible for deer's appearances in the area. According to this theory, aliens use advanced technology to adduct abduct, why did I say abduct? Abduct ships and aircraft, causing them to vanish without a trace. And there's also some conspiracy theory that extraterrestrial beings have a hidden base or portal within the Bermuda Triangle, which they operate.
0: Dun dun dun,
1: dun dun dun. Who knows? Is that true or not? We don't know. Um, there is a powerful current. That runs through the Bermuda Triangle that could potentially cause the issues with ships. So that's more of issues with ships than it is planes. But um, there's also an idea that a huge methane fields have been known to make water dents under the ships, causing them to sink quickly. So that's a little bit of a theory as to why ships go down, but still nothing to do with planes. There's also another conspiracy theory that uh, it's one of the resting places of the lost city of Atlantis. And then also, Mariner's Trench is located within the Bermuda Triangle, one of the deepest trenches on Earth. Also, did you know? I didn't know this either. The Bermuda Triangle is one of the two spots on Earth that point true ner- north. Gosh.
0: <laughs> Slow down true- new words.
1: <laughs> true north versus mechanical north. Nerf? Nerf. <laughs> versus mechanical north. The other place, I don't know. I should have probably looked that up, but um, I thought that was interesting.
0: You know, there's. I feel like sometimes there's movies out there that I saw trailers for. I'll explain what it has to do with what you're talking about in a minute. Um, That are from another fucking. uh, Another multiverse, and I just moved over, and I don't remember. Or they never were made, but I remember seeing a trailer for it. Anyway, point being. Trailer for a movie, found footage shot film about these explorers or, ar- or archaeologists, 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 archaeologists,
1: archaeologists, there
0: you go. Yeah, I was trying to say um, they were finding the gates of hell and supposedly there was three, one in the ocean, Triangle; one in the uh, one in the ocean, one in the desert and one in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were finding the one that was in Jerusalem or something like that it looked intense, like there was a lot of crazy shit happening, and they're writing them. I don't know. And I've never saw the movie. I saw the trailer for it, but never saw the movie. Never heard about it ever again. But that made me, reminded me, like, Bermuda Triangle, supposedly, like, it's a portal to hell or gate to hell or something. And that's why it's so uh, strange.
1: So, moving on from the Bermuda Triangle, I found this to be interesting because there seems to be... A spot where planes go missing and ships go missing. You have the Bermuda Triangle kind of located in the lower, like, southeastern part of the United States. Then you have one in Alaska, right? Called the Alaskan Triangle, which we're going to cover soon because that is bizarre. Because not only do you have ships and planes, but you also have humans going missing. Um, Now, it is rugged terrain, so that has and you know harsh Is there weather. Any
0: rivers there.
1: How rivers? are ships going missing? No, because they're going across, like near. Oh,
0: all right.
1: Yeah, I guess it's like water, like by the water, like okay. the Pacific. Anyways, and then uh, one in near Guam in the Pacific, like between Japan, Guam, and Guam. Yeah, which I find interesting. Isn't it ironic that there's military bases near each of those three points? I find that
0: interesting. I find
1: that interesting. (laughs) Uh, Just saying it. Just saying it, you know. Just find that a little interesting. Um, But moving on to the Alaskan Triangle. So, uh, like I said, complete opposite side of the Bermuda Triangle. This spot is located. In the state of Alaska and the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean, numerous aircrafts, ships, and even people have gone missing in this area. Um, important to note that it is extensive wilderness along this triangle, and the exact borders are not well defined. Like most of these triangles, it is believe it's stretched from the southeastern city of I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm butcher this I know this Juneau to Barrow in the north and Anchorage in the west. There are several locations located within that that are known for weird activities such as Denali National Park, the remote town of Nome, and the treacherous waters of the Gulf of Alaska. Like I said, we're going to probably cover an entire episode on the Alaskan Triangles covering those locations because there is some wild stuff. Like I started going down an entire different rabbit hole with that. But there... In addition to the aircraft disappearances, there's been numerous accounts of individuals going missing under mysterious circumstances. Um, Hunters, hikers, outdoor enthusiasts who apparently vanished without a trace. Like I said, a lot of the disappearances from humans to ships to airplanes, uh, they like to blame it on harsh weather conditions, rugged terrain, the people anyways, encounters with dangerous wildlife such as bears and wolves. And a lot of people believe that it's like a 50-50, like some people say, oh yeah, something supernatural is happening and, or even extraterrestrial explanations. And then others are like, eh, it's natural. It's Alaska. So again, a lot of this area is speculation of portals or vortexes. One notable case in the disappearance of a private plane in the uh, Alaska Triangle is, was a private plane called Cessna. 310 in 1972 the aircraft was carrying U.S. House Majority Leader, Leader. my god these words <laughs> Leader. little 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 <laughs> uh, Majority Leader Hale Bogg and an Alaska Congressman Nick Begich Beg- Begich aides. oh my god this totally has me <laughs> um, was good my notes out now? oh my gosh <laughs> Begich's aide Russell Brown and Pilot Don Jolts uh, the plane vanished while flying from Anchorage to Janayu over the Chugach Mountains. Despite extensive search efforts, no wreckage or bodies were ever found. Um, and then there was also several other incidences, including missing planes in the Alaska Triangle. In, ni- in 2019, a uh, float plane carrying six passengers disappeared near Ketchikan, Uh, The wreckage was eventually located underwater, but only two bodies were found. Missing planes, missing people, and everything else. And we will cover more on the Alaskan Triangle, but that's just an interesting kind of take to hear that, okay, there's another spot in Alaska up there that this is happening. But here's another place, which I never heard of, which I found interesting located in the Pacific Ocean, known as the Dragon's Tri- Triangle. This region is in the western Pacific Ocean, stretching from the coast of Japan to the Bonin Island in Guam. Um, the Dragon's Triangle has gained notoriety due to numerous reports of mysterious disappearances of ships and aircraft over the year.
0: Yeah, that was the uh, plot line for uh Lara Croft, uh Tomb Raider remake. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Anyone who's played the game knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So I don't.
1: <laughs> it so like I said, definitely unexplained phenomena and paranormal experiences in the Dragon's Triangle, just like in the Alaskan and in the Bermuda. There is include instances where planes vanished without a trace, leaving no wreckage or evidence behind. Again, uh, same as the Bermuda Triangle, there is those logical kind of theories as to what's going on, um, weather patterns, human error, that kind of thing. And then also people that are saying, "Yo, know, there's strange lights that are happening there, time anomalies, and UFO encounters. And just for anybody kind of curious, I thought this was interesting. So according to Annex 13 of the International Civil Aviation Organization, an aircraft is considered to be missing... When the official search has been terminated and the wreckage has not been located. So, all of the planes that we are kind of talking about is um, technically when they're missing. So, going on to some of the more missing planes that have uh, been out there. So, obviously, one of the most known ones is the Malaysia Airlines flight 370. Mm. Um still one of the most perplexing mysteries to a lot of people. Um what happened on March 8, 2014, was a Boeing 777 200ER aircraft was en route from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing with 239 people on board. It managed to vanish from radar screens less than an hour after takeoff. Extensive search operations occurred in the South China Sea and Indian Ocean, but no wreckage was found for several years. In July 2015, a piece of debris from the craft was found on Reunion Island, and it was the first tangible piece of evidence. But still, to this day, nothing more.
0: That's that's, that's the most honestly, famous one plane disappearance but the most recent one to my memory and stuff like that because even as a kid i don't remember anything about any planes missing but that was the first one in a long time it's like oh shit they probably crashed on an island and it was like you know lord of flies after that yeah yeah
1: damn another one that occurred this one occurred a little bit more back in the day uh, March 16, 1962, it went down or went missing in the Pacific Ocean and had 107 occupants. The aircraft itself was a Lockheed L1049H Super Constellation, um, and it was Flying Tiger Line Flight 739. So this one's a little bit interesting. Um, it was chartered by the United States Military. Flight 739 had 93 U.S. Army soldiers, three South Vietnamese soldiers, and 11 crew members. Uh, the names of the people on the flight are not on the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. because the soldiers were not in a convent zone when they went missing. Um, however, there is a memorial in Columbia Falls, Maine that honors the missing passengers. The Vietnam War lasted for two decades, starting on November 1st, 1955, and concluding on April 30th, 1975. The traveling soldiers in the airplane uh, were not visiting Vietnam to engage... In 1962, were not visiting Vietnam to engage in combat. They were basically there to relieve soldiers who were helping South Vietnamese forces train to fight um, the enemy. The Vien- So, the airplane left... Travis Air Force Base, California to reach its destination in Saigon, Vietnam. Uh, They had four scheduled refueling stops along the way. Um, It was supposed to be Honolulu, Wake Island, Guam, and the Philippines. So that means it would have probably went through the Dragon's Triangle. Yeah. Interesting. Um, The plane did not get refueled in Honolulu or Wake Island because of delays, but it was able to make its way to Guam. Apparently, an hour and a half after departing from Guam, the pilot reported his coordinates at 1340 North, 140 East. Although the plane was supposed to be at the coordinates of 14 North, 135 East an hour later, radio contacts could not be made with the plane. It never reached the Philippines or Vietnam. And literally, this plane disappeared without a trace, not a single piece of evidence, debris, The airplane was never found. Um, Some people speculated that it exploded while in motion, but there was no physical evidence to prove that. But here's the thing, as I don't know, is like a lot of these pilots, you think the U.S. Army, the Navy, all of that, that are on these planes or even the experience, like, like the one in Flight 19, he was an experienced plane pilot. He was an instructor. He would know of these spots. You know what I mean? So for these people to get so disoriented, for them not to understand, to even say logically crash or logically get disoriented is kind of interesting because they're so. You know what I'm saying? But-
0: I mean, they're 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 trained pilots. I mean, they're they're, they're sorry, I had to itch in my throat. They're trained pilots, and they're, they're most likely not going to be trained on superstition. So whatever logically Earth. Anomalies, anomalies, anomalies. I don't know why I can't speak today. Anyway, Earth, you know, anomalies coming out there that are causing their instruments to go haywire. Like I don't know how to handle this, right? Um, Especially people who've been flying for a long time. I can understand rookie pilots, but a pilot who's been doing it so long they can do it in their sleep. You know, it's presented with a uh, something that, granted, they've either experienced before or at least been trained on, Mm -hmm. and don't know how to handle it. That's that's the stranger part.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I was able to find this really awesome article. It was by PopularMechanics.com that actually takes all of the theories, almost like the more logical theories, and kind of debunks it. So one of the first things that they said was the whole compass malfunctions, and that's a lot of what's behind like all of the triangles' uh, history as like happening. They say, first of all, it assumes that many experienced pilots were simply unaware of magnetic declination. Second, it can't explain the many, many boats and planes that pass through the area without having issues. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And when I read that, I was like, whoa, they're making a point there. Another thing they took uh, was the alien theory. They say that this is the thing, like, say if there is a portal... Or if there is UFOs, nobody has actually gone out there to debunk that. When you think about it, nobody has gone out there and tried to debunk the fact that, well, I mean, who really goes, let's go in the middle of an ocean. Let's see if we can debunk these portals. Mm. I wouldn't be that one. Like, send me to the most haunted spot in, in, like, America or the world and I'll go. But, like, I don't know about going on the ocean, trying to debunk a portal. But then I wonder. I've never tried this. so I don't know. If you remote view to an ocean, where would you land?
0: Would land anywhere. If you float be above it.
1: Oh, that's true. That's interesting. I'm gonna do that one day, <laughs> uh, just to kind of see. Because that's interesting. Because I've I've th- thought about. it. I never like remote viewed to an ocean before. So I wonder how that would work. Like I said, there there hasn't been you know people go oh no no aliens. But at the same time, there hasn't been research to prove or disprove that there's aliens out there. So you can't totally say that that's a bust. You know. Mm. So another thing that gets talked about and was talked about in her or in the the article was methane bubbles. So in 2016, a group of researchers, this is from the article, from the Arctic University of Norway announced that they had discovered massive half mile craters at the bottom of the Barents Sea off the coast of Norway. The craters, they hypothesized, were caused by sudden explosives of deep underwater deposits of methane. Lots of conspiracy theories. Um like to say that the phenomena might just be responsible for shipwrecks and the Bermuda Triangle. However, just a few months later, the researchers themselves busted that bubble. And said we are not making any links to the Bermuda Triangle. They said in a 2016 statement, published by the Center for the Arctic Gas, Hydrate, Environment, and Climate, Coalition of Scientists that Investigate Arctic Marine Geology. So basically, they basically said, yeah, we kind of we kind of figured this out, but I don't know. We don't think that's what's going on in the Bermuda Triangle. So I found that interesting. And then they took on the idea of wormholes. And in the um, article, it said that a pilot by the name of Bruce Jernan Says, it is. I didn't believe in time, travel, or teleportation until it happened to me. Jernan says the pilot alleged that a fog surrounded his craft and he leaped ahead a 100 miles. Apparently, Jernan documented what happened and memorized every detail of the flight. Uh, he published a book about his experience in 2017. And that came from that article by the com. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. This was an interesting concept was water spouts. That's more of a natural thing. According to NASA, waterspouts are spinning columns of moist air that form over warm water. Basically a tornado in the ocean. Water spouts can feature wind speeds up to 125 miles per hour. Um, and because the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Florida is one of the most active areas in the world for this severe weather phenomenon, some have poisoned that they could be responsible for Bermuda Triangle disasters. Um, still unproven, this theory might be the closest to the truth, as the United States Coast Guard and the National Oce- Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration have both stated that they had uh, that many that any mishaps in the area were likely caused by bad weather and inexperienced navigators. At the same time both agencies asserted that there's nothing special about the Bermuda triangle at all. <laughs> so that that was interesting. Um, And then I started looking into like wormholes because I was like, well, what is the actual definition? So a wormhole is like a tunnel between two distant points in our universe that cuts the time travel from one point to another. So instead of traveling for millions of years from one galaxy to another under the right conditions, one can theoretically use a wormhole to cut the travel time down to hours or minutes.
0: Essentially folding uh, fourth dimensional space.
1: So, essentially, like a time machine, kind of. Eh,
0: Like a
1: vague time machine, kind of.
0: You could use it, in a sense, but how time works, it's a whole other episode. Yeah. So,
1: (laughs) well, no, we're actually going to do an episode, time warps, and time in general. So, we have that coming up.
0: Future episode.
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you some questions and see how you think on these subjects. Eh? So... From what I told you from Flight light 19, what do you think? You think it was logic, or do you think it was more supernatural that happened? Remind Flight 19, me. Flight 19 was the uh, the group of like military fighter pilot type situation bombers that were doing the uh, routine off routine exercise off of uh, Florida, and they had distress signals. Mm-hmm. They were calling in saying like, "Hey, we don't know our location." Da 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 da. And then they just disappeared.
0: That might be more supernatural versus actual logic. Because what's the logic for causing distress signal? This is for testing. But even then, what happens to them? Why do they they go through all the stuff when it's not supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen? Yeah. So there's something iffy about that. My whole uh, theory about hearing, playing about now hearing everything about it, um, its possibility has something to do with the earth. Right? Mm-hmm. If you want to go a logical route, let's go a logical route. And you say the Earth has natural anomalies that happen that fires almost like in an EMP volcano. Mm-hmm. Right? A a burst of EMP le- le- electricity or energy coming from deep in the Earth, it fires out from certain locations. And certain locations on the Earth have a higher density of this, i.e., Bermuda Triangle, the Dragon Triangle, Alaskan Triangle, right? Places on the Earth where these high intensity forms of these. Attacks happen, right? Mm. May seem like supernatural when really they're a natural occurrence, but nothing that's been recorded, or let alone um, theorized to happen. Because electromagnetic activity does happen, but um, it's in strange places around the world. And that, I, I don't. I've never heard any actual study on the the reason why it happens in the first place. Now there probably is. I just never heard it, but. Um, That is a good theory, illogical theory about why it happens like that. The other illogical theory is that you want to combine both the supernatural and that at the same time. That the EMP bursts are coming from the Earth because there's portals there opened. That allow that immense amount of energy to flow through, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially a wormhole from the center of the Earth out from that portal. I see like a giant cannon firing EMP bursts.
1: Yeah. I can see that.
0: I don't know. It's a good theory.
1: So, what is your opinion on the triangles? Do you find it weird that there's kind of like...
0: I just said it. A, well, yeah, <laughs> but
1: like, I don't know. I find it weird that they're there's strategically almost like placed.
0: Strategically placed, it doesn't make sense where they are. Granted, two are basically in the ocean and one is majority on land. Now, what makes it even stranger is the fact that there's military bases near each of these.
1: Hmm. I'm telling you.
0: (laughs) But, logically, it's also good training places for the military. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And also, especially military bases are always going to be on a coastline because of attacks. True. Um, But Alaska, specifically, for Russian attacks... Um, And also the training, the the, the terrain Terrain, is is, is good training. But that could be the cover story. You want to go full conspiracy. There's entryways to alien dimensions, and they're keeping guard for those certain places.
1: Well, that's the thing. Do you think aliens are involved?
0: I don't know. I'm still on the fence about aliens and the idea of what we think they are versus what our experience of what they are, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll probably go more in that in a future aliens episode or even our next haunted update. Because from what we gathered from an EVP S's met- not EVP session, an S's method session, um, kind of had a conversation with one.
1: Oh yeah, that was.
0: Now I just I put still... people more in their seats to yeah. hear that haunted update. Yeah,
1: yeah. I still. I can't explain what I saw that night either. <sighs> and I'm anywho, and I see weird stuff. So I mean, and then do you think the whole parallel realities is a thing? Like they just got lost in a time warp?
0: I mean, a time warp? I don't know. I would say a time warp? I, maybe the multiverse? Like they slipped to another universe? That's plausible. That's an idea for another episode too. Yeah, multiverse yeah. slipping. Yeah. Because I have my own experience with it.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of really good episodes <laughs> coming up. This this in particular episode sparked a lot. Because I am excited to do... I think that's the next one that we're doing is the Alaskan Triangle. But yeah, I think it's the next one because it correlates to this, obviously. Yeah. And I already researched and everything. I'm ready to go <laughs> with that episode. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's really... It's really intriguing, and I don't really get to hear get talked. I mean, I hear Alaska get talked about because there's some strange stuff that happened there. But like, this is bizarre.
0: So look forward to that episode next.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um. I guess. I guess that kind of concludes our episode. Uh. Kind of. So, I personally think there is some weird stuff going on. Um. I do think there's natural things that happen sometimes, but then at the same time, there's certain flights or certain ships or certain people that were in the wrong place at the wrong time and it just so happened.
0: And you also have to throw in the theory now Mm -hmm. of what I experienced up there. Yeah. What would that thing would have done if I wasn't there?
1: Yeah, can things influence a plane to go down? That's the thing. If if they can manipulate our equipment and everything like that, like you know, like K two meters and stuff like that, they can manipulate equipment or even technology we've come to find, light stuff like that. It would take a hell of a lot of power to mess up a plane's. That thing.
0: sounds. I just had a thought, and, it's, and me just saying it to myself sounds like a cheap D list, like straight to DVD movie. Demons in the sky!
1: Oh my gosh! Like, what was that? Like Sharknado? Or I don't want
0: to say that bad, but it's something of the similarity to it. <laughs> it's like one of those like D-list like actors on their last string, yeah. doing it or get, or and like it's just like a crappy acting and stuff like that. It's like straight to DVD movie. Demons in the sky. Or now straight straight to Netflix. <laughs> Traveler planes get in the sky when they get attacked by demons in the air and the plane. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: And that's going to be the, and that's, (laughs) people are like, that was the last straw. I'm not flying anymore. Um,
0: Yeah, hauntings could happen up there. Who the fuck knew?
1: Yeah. yeah. So that makes me wonder, (laughs) could attachments happen up there if you're sitting on a plane? I don't
0: fucking know. That was, that's the thing. Until I did that, I didn't realize that they could be up there. Mind you, where a plane is in the sky is thousands of miles in the sky, right? Yeah. Not hundreds, thousands. It's taller than any building out there.
1: Yeah. So what the hell are you doing on the Exactly? Like, bro, get off the wing.
0: Yeah. Some thing on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> no one's old enough to know where that is, Okay. So, but uh Yeah, I think we're done third theories. Yeah.
1: In. So be prepared cuz we have a lot of I know we always say this but like for real we have a lot of episodes um we just have away. to record them yeah yeah and i'm going to try and re-record because i know there were specific people asking for that episode because i talk about like spiritual journey and how i how i kind of got into a spiritual awakening people that have abilities how i kind of like embraced my ability so it was like all that wrapped into one because you can have a spiritual awakening and not have abilities i hope people know that out there and that's the main conversation that i had when i was on there so i'm going to see if i can salvage the episode some way and put it out because obviously i don't want it where you guys have to put your volume at like 95 to hear
0: it <laughs> you're like shh you love, making your spiritual awakening
1: Yeah, no. And if I have to re-record it, that's fine. Um, I can do that. Yeah.
0: But, as always, you can catch our social medias at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast on Instagram. Hidden in the uh, Shaw 6 on X. Not Twitter anymore. Oh, yeah.
1: You just threw me off with that. (laughs) I was like, wait, X? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hidden uh, in the Shadows Pod 2.
1: You always get thumbs down. What? What is it? (laughs) It's at Hidden in the Shadows Pod Podcast
0: too. So hidden the shadows podcast. Hidden two.
1: in the shadows podcast too.
0: All right, yes. on TikTok, our links to all our social media. Always listen to us at Podcast dot com. And as always, we got your weirdos in the next one.
1: Yup.